0: Hey, this is Beth Nelson. I serve as the lead pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you. I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. We just gave you a wonderful idea to do with your family and friends, your co-workers, is to play a little truth and dare. And that's the series that we're in, as you've already heard today. And uh, one of my truths is when I was five years old, I was in Girl Scouts, and I think it was called Brownies, the group that I was a part of. And I came home one day from that, and I told my mom, I said, I want to quit. I want to quit, Brownies, I'm done. I had a little attitude along with it. And she said, well, why do you want to quit? I said, well, Mom. There's a girl there, and her name is Sarah, and when all of you adults are doing your thing and us kids are doing our thing, we play follow the leader, which I like that game, except for Sarah is the only one who gets to be the leader. So I quit. I don't get to be the leader, I quit. And my mom, uh, we went into a further discussion, but what you can gather by uh, that experience as a five-year-old is that I had a little bit of a struggle learning how to follow. (laughs) That was something that was not super innate in me. It wasn't something that was very natural for me, was this idea of how to follow. So that's what we're going to dig into today as we Keep going in our series, Truth and Dare, as we dig into the biblical truths that we want to absorb into our life, and we're going to dare each other to live it out. Today is packed full of a bunch of stories of how God moves in people's lives and how through the power of the Holy Spirit, their lives are changed and other people's lives are changed. And so we have a lot to unpack. We're going to dive in right away. One of our truths from last week, and I want to remind us all so we can get to that place and then we're going to dig right in. One of our truths from last week is if you have said yes to Jesus, you have the power of Jesus in you through the Holy Spirit. That the moment that you and I receive Christ into our life, when we make a heart decision for Jesus to be in our life, that we have the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit in our life, and it is in us. And that power, the Holy Spirit power, the power... And the authority that God has, that Jesus has, is the same authority that the Holy Spirit has that's living within us. And so why is it so important to have the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Why is that so important? Well, we're in the book of Romans through this series, Truth and Dare, and we're specifically in chapter 8, but I want to give us a little bit of a high level of the book of Romans. That book was written by the Apostle Paul. And he wrote that book... So that the Christians in Rome could get prepared for his visit. So he had not been in Rome yet, but Paul wrote this so that he could begin to share his teaching. And we're going to talk about Paul towards the end. So I'm going to unpack his story a little bit at the end of the message. But what I want you to know right now about Paul is that. He, um, from the Old Testament, and I'm going to talk about the Old Testament and the New Testament for a little bit. So we've got the Old Testament. That's everything before Jesus Christ. We've got the New Testament, and that's Jesus Christ, his life and after. So if you're not super familiar with the Bible, that gives you a little bit of context. And... When we talk about the Old Testament, there's the Old Testament law, the law under Moses, which means all the rules that people had to follow and the sacrifices that typically were made through animals to get right with God. That's the Old Testament law. When Jesus Christ came, there was a new covenant, and it was a relationship covenant. So we're going to unpack that a little bit. Hang on. It's a lot it's a lot to grapple with if you aren't super familiar with. If you're familiar with this, then it's a, it's a reminder of who Paul was and why he wrote the book of Romans. So let's jump into Romans 8, verse 3. It says, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. Okay, we're going to unpack that. The law of Moses was unable to save us. So the old law, the religion, the things that we had to do, the checklist that we had to accomplish in order to get right with God that was unable to save us because of the weakness of our nature. And what that Old Testament law exposed, as we read the Old Testament, we hear story after story. In a nutshell, what that exposed is that humans, over and over and over again, it exposed our need for God. It exposed that inherently we were going to fall short in our human nature when sin entered the world, that you and I, that the people throughout the Bible, we were inherently going to fall short, that there was always going to be a gap and that there would be a need for God. That there was no amount of good deeds that would make us enough. So, our first point today, and we're gonna sit in this for a minute, is we were never meant to be enough. We were never meant to be enough. So, what I wanna tell you this morning, which is probably not what you expected to hear when you came to church today, you are not enough. (laughs) You are not enough. And I get it. That is an opposite message than what we hear in our world and what we hear when we navigate life, right? Because we have people around us and and there's this like self-help track and message in our world that says, you are enough. That tries to lift each other up to say, "You're, you're enough. But you know what? this shares with us? Do you know what this context gives us? Is that you and I, we will never be enough, and we were never meant to be enough. That there are no amount of good deeds. There are no amount of things that you could do that you could produce. There's no amount of hard work that you could do to be enough. You know, uh, many of you, actually, if you go home or if you're at home right now, look at your wall. You probably have something on your wall that That looks like this and it and it says you are enough (laughs) and underneath it might say something like and don't let anybody tell you anything different you are enough but you know what's so beautiful knowing the truth that you and I are not enough that there's a gap did you know that that's actually really beautiful And that if you sit in knowing that you were never meant to be enough, that guess what? That allows God some space to come into those moments when you don't feel good enough. And what I want to remind you is, is in those moments when you maybe feel like you're not good enough, like you're not... Producing enough, or you're not performing well enough, or that you aren't a good enough parent, or whatever category. When you are feeling those moments, you want to know what I've learned? I've learned that in those moments, that's when God wants to meet us the most. He wants us to depend on Him the most because He's got a plan for us in those moments. A couple of those areas for me where I've felt like I'm not good enough is when I got called into ministry. I didn't feel good enough for that. When I stand up here and teach, there are days and there are weeks where I don't feel good enough. I don't feel good enough. There are days as a parent, as a mom, I don't feel good enough. And you know what, God has reminded me that I I was never meant to be. And in those spaces, Where I'm not feeling it, God's saying, that's why you need me. Because it's not about you. And it's not about what you might think it's about. It's actually about me finding, me being God. God says to me in those moments, it's about me finding glory through your story. And so if there's an area of your life today, I want you to just jot that down as a note. Because we're going to keep moving. Is there an area where you don't feel good enough? That you need to invite God and the Holy Spirit into your life so you can fully depend on him and you can be filled up by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that artwork in your house, maybe you aren't going to replace it, but maybe you will. And it can look something like this instead, that God is enough because you were never meant to be. God is enough because you were never meant to be. You were never meant to fill that gap. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Romans 8, 3, we're gonna continue in that. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his son, he sent his son Jesus in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. And so God, because the law, God did what the law could not do And he sent his one and only son into this world as fully human and fully God. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice. So why did he do that? Why did God do that? God did that because his desire was to have relationship with us. God's desire has always been to be in relationship with us. And when sin entered the world, we were separated from God. And the only way to bridge that was through God's sacrifice of his one and only son. And when we receive that, when we receive Jesus, when we receive that truth in our heart, we get to spend eternity with him. And guess what? We also get to live our life with the Holy Spirit power in our life. Jesus conquered all our sin. He took it all on his shoulders. And isn't that like freeing for all of us? There's freedom in that. There's freedom in that. God replaced rules with relationship. He replaced the Old Testament law, the rules of religion with relationship when he gave his one and only son so that we could be in relationship with him. And so today, you would have received one of these cards uh, if you're here in person. If you're online, you're going to see that here in just a minute. Um... And that will be on the screen and available to you. Romans 8, 4. This is our truth of today. So why did God send his one and only son? And he he tells us, uh, Paul tells us, he did this so that, he sent his son so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. That's like last week. When we talked last week, if you missed it, you can hit it online uh, and catch last week's message. But the walk from being fully independent to being fully dependent on Jesus Christ, that's the walk that we're talking about in this scripture, who no longer follow our sinful nature, that we can, be, we can break free from our sinful nature, and that we can be led by the Holy Spirit, that we can follow the Holy Spirit in our life, and we can be led by that. So number two, why is it so important that we live with the Holy Spirit power? Because we can be guided away from our sin by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's a lot to unpack, and that's a whole nother sermon on its own. So much, in fact, that weeks four and five, that's about, that's what we're going to cover, okay? So I want you to go ahead and write that down and sit in that for a little bit. But weeks four and five of this series, we're really going to dig in to our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, our sexual health. We're going to dig into some of our sinful nature. Exciting, right? Invite a friend. <laughs> we're going to dig into that. And we're going to learn that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit leads our life, that we can be guided away from our sin and we can begin to live a life full and we don't have to be in chains, we don't have to live in that sin every day, that really God can break us free from that in our relationship with him. In Romans 8, 11, it says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit lives in us. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life. There is life that comes into us that we can live fully alive when we have the Holy Spirit power living within us to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Uh, I talked about this last week as well, but I want to unpack it for just a second again. The Trinity, it's called the power of God the Father, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit, the Advocate, that they are three persons in one. They have the same power, the same authority. And when God the Father sent Jesus the Son into this world as fully human and fully God, And when Jesus left, he told the people that were following him, he said, you want me to leave because when I leave, God in my place is going to send an advocate, the Holy Spirit. And I think you and I, we just... So many days, I know this has happened to me in many different seasons of my life. So many days we choose as followers of Christ. If you are a believer, if you call yourself a Christian and you are a follower of Christ, if you aren't, you kind of get a free pass on all this, okay? But if you are, are you tired of trying to walk through life by yourself? Is it exhausting to kind of just figure it all out by yourself? God gave you the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to walk with you, to be with you through the ups and downs of life, to lead you and to guide you. But here's the thing, and this is one of the things I've, I've, I think, uh, I would say I value more than anything in my relationship with God, is that God is not a puppeteer, right? He doesn't have us all on a bunch of strings where he's controlling our every move. He gave us a choice. He gave us free will so we could choose to be in relationship with him. Also, guess what, every day, with the power of the Holy Spirit living in our life, we get to choose to follow. As a five-year-old little girl, I had a choice to follow. Every day in my adult life, I get to choose to follow the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life. And that's, that's the problem, isn't it? That's, that's where the problem lies, is all of that sounds really great, that we've got the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, right? I want that. I know you, I know you want that. If you're a follower of Christ, you want that, and you, and you want to be able to feel it, and you want to be able to sense it. But the problem is you, and the problem is me. The problem is me at five years old putting my foot down, saying, I'm not, I quit, because so-and-so is the leader and never lets me be the leader. You and I, we get in our own way. In those moments where we think we know better, we think we could do better. When we decide that, you know what, God, like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put you on a shelf for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna try living life my own way for a while. And we have so much space from God that we start to distance ourselves from His voice. And so we're gonna close uh, the last half of our message with a how. How do we learn to follow the Holy Spirit power? How do we learn to do that in our everyday life? And I can't give you a formula. I can't give you a one, two, three, here's how you do it, do this and this, because it's a relationship. Because the Holy Spirit is gonna work different in your life than in my life. Because the Holy Spirit knows you. So well that the Holy Spirit knows what you need. Let me unpack that as we go through these last few stories. So how do we know how to follow the Holy Spirit? We can learn by how others did it. And so, in the book of Matthew, in one of the Gospels, you can read many accounts where Jesus was walking in this life and he was doing ministry and he was healing people. And as he got started in his ministry, he began to call the disciples who were going to follow him. And we read of moments where, uh, two specifically that I'm going to share, he was walking on the beach and he saw Simon Peter and Simon Peter and his brother Andrew, and they were out fishing. That was their profession, they were fishermen. And Jesus calls out to them, and they're out in the boat, and he says, Simon Peter, come and follow me. He doesn't say a whole lot else. He says, come, follow me. In that moment, he gives them a little bit of vision, and he says, I'm going to make you fishers of people. But all he says is, come and follow me. He doesn't say, here's your role description. Here's going to be your expectations. Here's the benefits and the, here's, we need, I need you to have all these qualifications. Here's the benefits of following me. Here's all of what you can expect. No, Jesus just says, come and follow me. And they dropped what they were doing, and they went, and they followed him. And not too much later, we read again another moment where he comes along, and he comes along by a a tax collector by the name of Matthew, and he looks at Matthew, and he says, follow me. And Matthew doesn't ask a whole lot of questions. He doesn't say, but what if this, and what if that, and you know, it's kind of inconvenient. I have a job. I'm not sure. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's to come. And Jesus doesn't lay out like, here's all the things. There are different moments where Jesus does give them a reality of what it means to follow him. But all he says is, come, follow me. And what did they do? What can we learn from them? They listened and they obeyed. So how do we learn to follow the Holy Spirit power number one? We choose, because it's a choice. We choose to listen and obey. We choose to listen and obey. The next story that we're going to dig into is about a guy named Saul. And Saul knew all about the, the Old Testament law, the Jewish law. He knew how to follow all the rules of religion. And he was walking with his men as, as they were on the hunt for people who proclaimed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who were following Jesus Christ. And this is a story from, from the Bible. We can find it in Acts. And I'll dig into a couple of these scriptures here in a minute. But Saul is on the road, and he's with his men, and they're on their way to arrest followers of Jesus. They're on their way to arrest some people. They're on on their way. Their destination is a place called Damascus. And on that path, which previously, and some of you are very familiar with Saul. Uh, Others of you, this is brand new. Previously, Saul... And in this journey, not just previously, um, but as his career, (laughs) it was to arrest and kill Christians, people who were following Jesus Christ. And on the way, Saul heard this voice. Saul heard this voice. And he saw a light that looked like a light from heaven. And in that moment, Saul dropped to his knees And he heard, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And in that moment, Saul knows who it is. Saul knows who that voice is. Saul replied, who are you, Lord? It says, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. As he's going along and he's arresting and murdering people who proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and Jesus says to him, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. So he gives them instruction, but he doesn't tell him all the details. And in Acts 9, 7 through 9, it says, The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground. Get this. But when he opened his eyes, he was blind. He couldn't see. Jesus, the Holy Spirit power, knew exactly what Saul needed to become dependent on him. This whole walk, the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, God knows what we need in order to become dependent on him. And what we see in this is that Saul is blind, he can't see. He's on the road and he's with his men. And I want you to pay attention to this next sentence. So his companions led him. Can you say that with me? Just say, led him. One, two, three. Led him. So all of a sudden, Saul is in a position of leadership and his men are following him. And he's leading them towards arresting and killing other people who proclaim Jesus. And in that moment, on the road, on his way to his destination, to what he thinks is the best thing for his life, otherwise why is he doing it? On the way to his destination, to Saul's destination, Jesus gets a hold of his life. In that moment, And when he gets up and opens his eyes, he can't see. Why? Because he's not to be the leader anymore. He has to learn how to follow. He has to learn how to follow. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. He's in a moment of waiting. How how are you and I at waiting? How are you and I at patiently waiting for God to speak, for the Holy Spirit power to speak in our lives? Is anybody else as impatient as I am? I want to know yesterday what God is asking me to do. I want to know right now what the plan is for a year from now. That's not the way it works when we follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. When we follow Jesus, he says, Come follow me without all the details. In a moment, there are times that God, that Holy Spirit, puts us in a position where we need to learn how to follow. Okay, I want you, so this is happening with Saul. We're going to keep going. At the same time, there's another person by the name of Ananias. At the same time, so this is happening to Saul. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are doing their work. Same person, Trinity, same power. At the same time, this is happening with Ananias. It says, Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias, and Ananias says, Yes, Lord. And the Lord gives instructions to Ananias, says, Go over to Straight Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. So the Lord was super specific with Ananias and gave him instruction, Holy Spirit instruction, for what to do with Saul. Okay? Here's how Ananias responded. But Lord... When's the last time God spoke to you? And I've never heard an audible voice. I just do want to be clear. Like, I've never heard an audible voice of God. Um, That's not usual. That's not typical at all. Uh, It is, uh, let me explain that for a second before we keep going. Uh, For each of us, that's why it's important to be in relationship with God so we can understand how the Holy Spirit voice speaks to us. For me, when I listen to music, I, I hear God. I can just feel it, I can sense it, I can hear it, and I can journal pages of what I feel like God is speaking to me. Um, also, when I get around people and start talking about God's word, I can experience the Holy Spirit. So you've gotta learn that for you. Complete tangent, coming back, okay? <laughs> but Lord, explain Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. Ananias is like, but Lord, do you know what Saul does? Do you think God already knew? God knew. Isn't it so funny? You and I were like, but God, don't you know? God's like, yeah, I know. I already know. Can you just trust me? (laughs) Because while this is going on with Saul, as he's being blinded and led by the people that he's with. The same thing at the same time is happening with Ananias. And here's how the Lord responded to Ananias. But the Lord said, go. Sometimes he says, come follow. And sometimes he says, go. But the Lord said, go. For Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people Of Israel the Lord says go I have a plan for Saul's life and I am asking you to go and be a part of what I have for him do you see how you and I we don't know the big story We don't know how God is working in other people's lives. We don't know how the Holy Spirit is speaking in people's lives around us. And the power of you and I listening and obeying the Holy Spirit power in our lives leads to change, leads to impact Leads to godly influence. Many of you know this, some of you don't. Do you know who Saul is? Saul is Paul, the Apostle Paul. Saul and Paul, same person. Paul wrote Romans. Do you understand? the life that Saul was living, and God said, you are never too far from following me. There is nothing you could do. There is no sin that you could live in that would that would make you not good enough to follow me, to live for me. He used Saul and he used his story and he used how he grew up and he used his, his teaching and his law and religion. He used all of that background so that he could be the exact right person to help all of these other people understand that we aren't to live by laws and religion, but we're to live in relationship and with a Holy Spirit Power that we can live by the Spirit of God. And it is by faith that we live out our Christian walk. God can change anybody, anywhere along the road. And so often, you and I, we have a plan, and we've already pre decided that God doesn't get a place in that plan. We've already decided, God, I've already got a plan, so I don't really need you. And the other side of it is, some of us, we say, I'm not good enough. And so I can't do what you're asking me to do. And God says, I know you can't, but with me, you can I'm going to say that again. If you are fearing taking a step or taking a risk, but you know that it's God and you know that it's the Holy Spirit, and you are just convicted, but you are so scared to take that risk because you don't think you can, I want you to hear again if it's Holy Spirit, it's probably because you can't, but with Him you can. And you can live freely then with the Holy Spirit power helping you along the way as I've shared in my uh, five-year-old self that it was hard for me to learn how to follow in the sixth grade I told my student teacher that he wasn't the boss of me and my dad was the principal at the time that didn't work out so well did not work in my favor as i have grown and grown in maturity but i still have that spiciness about me cuz it's part of who god made me to be and as i live that out freely in those moments of my life and i could tell you five specific stories and one over the last 6 months where i've gone to god and i i've said god i'm not good enough And in his love and in his care, he has said to me, it's okay, you were never meant to be. I am. I am enough. And so go. Like I just hear him saying, and this is a message for you, I don't know who needs to hear this today. He's just saying, go, my child, and just live it out. Just live out the call that I have for your life. And this same picture has come into my head many times throughout my walk with Jesus. It's Holy Spirit power. This is the Holy Spirit power living within me to follow first and to lead second. To follow first and to lead second. And so how are you doing today? How would you say you're doing in following and following your walk with Jesus and following the Holy Spirit power? And what I want you to dare you to do, off the truth of today, what I want to dare you to do is I want you to spend some time in reflection, and it's on the back of this card. And this week I want you to just spend a little bit of time in reflection, and I want you to think about more recently. Can you think about three specific examples when you followed your own desire? And let's—we all know when that happens. You know, when I reflect on that, the moments that come up pretty quick are the moments that I didn't listen to my husband, and he was right. Don't write that down, Kyle. (laughs) When I think about that recently, I think about a few moments where I chose not to follow, whether it was someone that I love in my life, or whether it's the power of the Holy Spirit speaking to me very clearly, and I chose not to follow and I chose not to listen. So I want you to just process how you could have followed God or how you could have followed somebody else first before moving into action. So that's just for you, and that's just reflection time. I think uh, as people and as leaders, if you lead something, if you lead a business or entrepreneur, or if you lead in your home, um, which all of us have a role of leadership in our home, It's so important that we stop and we reflect. You gotta think about and reflect so that you can have higher self-awareness and higher awareness of how God is moving and stirring in your life. So I pray today, uh, my one prayer, like it always is, is that God met you exactly where you're at and that you heard a message, whether they were the words I said or not, (laughs) that you heard a message that was for you today and that God stirred something in you And that you and I, that we really understand why it's so important that we live by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that I'm not going to give you a formula on how to do that. But that when we listen and obey, that we're going to be following God's path and God's destination for our life, not our own. That we will surrender. It's like a daily surrender over to God. Let me say a prayer for all of us. God, I thank you for this day and this time that we've had together. God, I thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit that is um, living in people. God, that today I, could, I can sense it and I can feel it that there are different moments that you wanna, you wanna just tweak a little bit. It's like the everyday moments. God, in the everyday moments, yeah, there's, there's big moments, <laughs> but there's also these everyday little moments that your Holy Spirit wants to work in our life. And so, God, we invite you in. God, we will, we will lay down our life. I guess I'll speak. I will lay down my life. I will surrender. And God, I will recognize my need for you, that I need you, and I need your Holy Spirit power and work in my life. So God, I pray for all these people here, all the people watching online. Would you give them what they need today and this week? Would you clearly speak to them in a way that they will hear? And God, we will follow. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those of you who give generously to Prairie Heights. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prayheightscom give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thank you for listening.